0: Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, Talk Radio without the Static. Email your questions and comments to Lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen.
1: Hey there, and welcome uh to wiz yet another show. Uh it's uh June 21, 2021. And uh, I guess it's summer, literally uh, is anybody else having difficulty with the, the weather prognosticators lately <laughs> i I keep seeing on my my little weather app that you know it's gonna rain, it's gonna rain, it's gonna rain, and you you, you know it, it affects you. you think, well, I won't be able to do this, I was gonna have people come over, but that doesn't look like a good day and then. Nothing. Nothing. I guess today's the same thing. They're talking about possible severe storms, sixty mile per hour winds, hail again. And I just looked at the radar, and I don't know. It <laughs> really. I I don't think you know. Not that my. Uh, my stint for a few years as a weekend television weather girl back in the 70s uh, allows me to quibble with meteorologists. But man, they're getting it wrong. And I suspect it has to do with the fact that weather ain't like it used to be. It literally is not. It changes suddenly. Things pop up I think I told you, I was once talking to a an airline pilot and uh, he was saying that the weather is now different and the people who fly those, those jets see weather changing in ways that they haven't before and see things popping up and it's a lot, I think, scarier for them up there too. Anyway, I'm just saying. Um, I, I, do they ever? I don't watch local news. Do they ever uh, say they're sorry? They never did before, but you know, saying "I'm so sorry, I ruined all your weekend plans." <laughs> I don't know. Boy, if ever the phrase an inexact science was uh, was meant to describe something, I think meteorology would uh, would be it. Okay, guys. This is what I do, and you know it. This is what I do. I talk about the weather as a way of avoiding talking about bigger stories. Uh Oh dear. Well, okay. Let's talk about uh, bigger stories. Oh, and I do want to note this. Wait, just one more thing. Back to the weather because I'm, I mean, my head just uh, is insisting on it. Um, if you look at radar, it's just bizarre how you see a big storm approaching Pittsburgh, and then it seems to split. Like right before it gets to Pittsburgh, and so those to Pittsburgh's north and those to Pittsburgh's south do get the forecast, do get the rain, and I can often hear the thunder, <laughs> see flashes in the sky, but it just sort of—it's like the Red Sea parting it comes to Pittsburgh so I guess depending on where you are those forecasts are either just spot on or they're just maddeningly incorrect and it's true they might say scattered but then that doesn't tell you anything okay I'll stop <laughs> I'll stop uh there is one story. I'm sort of loathe to even step into it. There is one story that I have to admit, since last we spoke, that affected me more than any other. That that, that made me uh, you know, feel not good stuff. Made me angry. Made me despair. All that good stuff. And it's the story of the Catholic bishops. I'm no Catholic. I, it seems in some respects I don't have standing to criticize what uh, a religion and its leadership uh, are doing. But then, of course, I do have standing. Because what they are doing, the leaders, the men of this religion, a very prominent religion in our nation, are involving themselves in the politics of my country, which last time I looked was not founded on a religion. It is a strange hybrid killer nation under God, (laughs) (laughs) which shows right there some confusion. But trying to get a sense of where America is um, in relation to other countries in the world, you can see with the Catholic Church, the American Catholic Church, how conservative this country has become, at least among those who hold great power. You know, Catholics as a voting bloc used to be Democrats. Not so much anymore. No, the majority of American Catholics now, and that is even with a huge influx of Hispanic Catholics in this country. But the majority of American Catholics are Republicans. And that says something now when the Republican Party is not even a Democratic party, it is increasingly a, I'm just going to say it, a fascistic party, a white nationalist party, an obstructionist party, a party that is in fact actively working not to further democracy, but to inhibit democracy. And you look at that frightening iteration of what was once the grand old party, and you see how much its base is comprised of Christians, Catholics, I know Christians say Catholics, Catholics and Christians. And to me, it is by its very nature and what it professes and what it supports and who it labors for. The Republican Party is so anti the teachings of Jesus of Nazareth, he would, if you'll forgive the Yiddish word, he would plot. If he could see, and I suppose you think he can, if you believe, if he could see what is done in his name. So here we have these Catholic bishops, and they've gotten together to take care of business. And what is like the big thing that they really need to take care of? They need to be political. They need to take their power and make a statement. And in making that statement, they are doing this, changing the rules of who can receive the sacrament of the Eucharist. They are doing that only to make a political statement.
2: And they're gunning
1: for the president of the United States. Perhaps the most religious president of this country, certainly since Jimmy Carter, right? I mean, we would agree on that, I would think. Uh, Joe Biden clearly is informed by his faith. He is clearly a man of faith whose uh, Catholicism has been very important to him. He attends mass, I think, every week. Does he not?
2: Hmm.
1: And again, because I don't have any standing here, but my sense of understanding what communion is and I think I got the Pope on my side on this, so I feel a little more sure of myself. Communion is not some, like, award that a Catholic gets for being perfect. Communion is, is not for saints, necessarily. It's for everybody. It's for sinners, right? Right? I mean, I keep thinking, well, how are they? If if in order to get communion, you have to uh, be uh, anti-abortion, which is what this is all about, then how does that work? As all these uh, pious Catholics go up to receive communion? As the priest comes to them, does he say, before we do this, I need to know, what is your stance on Roe v. Wade? And for that matter, since the church is filled with teachings about the right way to live and the wrong way to live, I mean, the questioning shouldn't Start or end there, the questioning could go, geez. Wow. And how do you feel about uh the death penalty? Somehow that's not that somehow that's not as important. I don't know why. Uh, the hypocrisy. I mean, the level of hypocrisy. Are these bishops so unself aware that they they think they are in any position and I mean moral position to deny Joe Biden communion? When they're closing down churches, consolidating parishes, all so they can pay billions upon billions of dollars to people whose lives they destroyed as children. I, I... The... The, the breathtaking audacity of their judging a clearly good man like Joe Biden in this way, attempting to deprive him of the central act of his faith, just. Yes. Score a political point. What would Jesus do? Something tells me he wouldn't do that.
2: Good God.
1: (laughs) So, again, I don't pretend to be in a position. You know, I understand. Uh, I think what communion is and how it has been dispensed in the past. I understand that if you're not married to a Catholic and you are a Catholic, that I think you're not supposed to take communion because that's a very public, that's a very public breaking from the teachings. And yet to be denied it? How incredibly unchristian. <laughs> How incredibly cynical. I'm old enough to remember when a Catholic actually was first elected as the president of this country, squeaky, squeaky margin of victory there. And some would say, you don't know, John F. Kennedy. And he had to address the issue of his Catholicism, because Catholicism being this top down hierarchical religion in which the Pope as the ultimate power. I remember as a young person uh, being very aware of how a lot of people who were not Catholic, really were frightened that by electing John F. Kennedy, we would have essentially the Pope governing the country. Because as the Catholics, John Kennedy would have to follow the Vatican's orders. And the church like went nuts, the American church saying, Oh, that is not it. That is not it. These are separate things. His religion is one thing if he's elected. I mean, they made all the arguments about why his religion would not interfere with his presidency. <laughs> and I um, I can't help but again think that this is what the bishops are doing now, is lending credence to those concerns back in 1960. That Americans had that if you elect a Catholic, he's going to have to do the bidding of the Vatican, because that's what the bishops are saying. He's not doing the bidding of the Vatican. So we're actually going to fall all over ourselves here, making new guidelines for who can have communion, because we are players in American politics now, big players. And the funny thing too is about fifty-six percent. Last time Pew did a thing, fifty-six percent of American Catholics support legalized abortion. So, well, I think that the church should probably do is just stop offering communion altogether. Unless, yeah, again, they have this like, uh, you know, Inquisition
2: before communion.
1: So to see a church do what this American Catholic church is doing right now is dispiriting, to say the least. The hypocrisy, the cynicism, the politics, the power grab. Man of God. Yeah. We've got callers, and I'm sorry. I've been going on. Uh, if you're still there, come on in. Hello?
2: Hello? Hello?
1: Hello? Go ahead. How come I hear somebody and then I don't hear them? Uh, yeah, like that. Hello? Oh, shit. Do not tell me. Do not tell <laughs> me.
3: This isn't- Hello. Well, this is Hello? Yeah. Yeah, I heard a beep. This is Roger. How are you?
1: Fine.
3: I hear you now. I finally heard a beep. Okay. So I guess I'm on. Okay, uh, I still okay. don't like what so, happened
1: yes, there. Uh, maybe I don't like what happened there. Okay, go ahead.
3: Okay, all right. I have a love hate relationship with the Catholic Church. I mean, um, I, I I I like the fact that they're about family and they're they're very you know, they used to be very clear on what this or that and you know and 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 they kind of left you alone back in the day. Um, but I also think that this is—they're doing exactly what people are afraid was going to happen under Kennedy. Exactly with, right. You know, they were going to dictate our, our how our president was going to rule and all this other stuff. But you know, all these crazy right wingers now—and they're crazy. They didn't used to be crazy, but they're today. They're crazy. They, they always want to go back to our founding fathers and what they wanted, especially when it comes to like, gun rights and, <laughs> and all that stuff. Do, 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 the, do people realize that this country was founded by people who were not only escaping the Church of England, but also escaping Catholicism for their persecution that they had been doing for over a thousand years or, you know, And so, isn't being a Catholic un-American?
1: No, but um, no, it's not. Although I, I hear what. uh, Listen, most Americans today are what you would then call un-American. I mean, they don't even understand the precepts of of the founding of this uh, experiment, which had looked like it was uh relatively successful and now look like it's going you know over the cliff i don't know but you know it's not just the catholics let's be clear about that because if you look at who um is fueling the craziness and the danger in this country right now it is in general christians right and yes evangelical in, in, in general christians speaking. And and it, it, it's it's conservative Catholics and evangelical Christians, and there is Donald Trump's base right there. Yeah, but
3: yeah, I mean, but let's face it. I mean, there are those crazy women out there too, but mostly it's it's white men, it's white Christian men. Well, no,
1: men. and the and the overwhelmingly,
3: women but but the thing is, is now who they're like like I think about these white Catholic men. Or aligning with all these conservatives. Um, their ah. ideology was really, you know, it's founded, you know, it was represented by the or was the philosophy of the KKK who wanted to string up Catholics just like they wanted to oh, string sure. up Black people sure. and Jews. And it's like right. you guys are right. like sleeping with your your enemy to
1: something. I know. I right. Yeah, I it's I, like, I, mean, like, I could go on and on. I know, yeah. I know, I know, I know. We could. Because the lack of historical uh the lack of understanding what you've come from and yes who you're allying yourself with now is again uh, such ignorance i we're in very frightening times. I thank you for your call what wait, wait. I, I want to put a- i want to put a question out but, there for any
3: any Catholic woman or any like Orthodox Jewish woman has like, why do you belong to that church when you can't you, you you can't do things. There are certain things no, 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 why? Because you don't have a penis. And, and and I I mean and there are smart women who belong to these churches and I just don't understand how they can do that in this day and age when they especially when well, they have because daughters. It,
1: because faith is not rational. Faith isn't you know, I, 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 and it's a community and it's a, you know, it's a narrative that is comforting and you know, it, it it's all that stuff. But and, and, I they, would, and allowances are made because I've had talks with Orthodox Jewish women um about how you can tolerate this what certainly appears to me to be uh second class citizenship. <laughs> And yes. oh my, they they've worked this out long ago of why. Really? It's fine. Okay. Oh sure. Oh sure. 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 In fact, perfectly happy. Uh, it, maybe it's like the Stockholm syndrome. You get taken hostage and you fall in love with your with the guys who took you. I don't know.
3: I I, I, fact- mean, I, 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 I dance around that very carefully because I don't want to be offensive. But it's hard
1: to no, I that know that question and I not know. be offensive. I know. Well, I understand so, that. All right. Thank you. Bye. 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 Henry writes, I'm a Catholic, but maybe not for too much longer. Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. You know, Americans are leaving. Catholic Americans are leaving the church in huge numbers. And a lot of young ones leaving. So it's sort of the the bishops here are doing sort of like what the Republicans are doing. They're they're not looking too far ahead. They're not looking at what their what their current positions are, what that is doing to their future. Maybe they'll just keep closing parishes and locking up schools and I don't paying out uh, settlements. Uh, to the people whose lives they destroyed. But, you know, a lot of Catholics, and and I know this because they, in fact, are pretty vocal about it, many, uh, have had it. The church for them, and the the sexual uh, scandal, uh, and the children, have have turned off a lot of Catholics who just don't it's hard to look with respect at the people you were taught to respect when you find this count. Henry goes on, I never agreed with disallowing communion for divorced Catholics, and I don't agree with denying communion to those who are pro-choice. In my opinion, Jesus, who celebrated the first communion, would not have agreed with either of these decisions, I'm quite sure. And historically speaking, isn't he the one who said, who is without he who is without sin? <laughs> i mean people who live in glass houses a lot of things about throwing stones i'm just saying and, and historically speaking henry says jesus died because he would not engage in the politics of his time he was a truth teller these bishops henry writes who are making these decisions on behalf of of the, in, in, on behalf of the tax-exempt Catholic Church, God. clean up your own house first before you cast stones. Yes, that's the way I feel, too. That's the breathtaking audacity. And speaking of that kind of, wait, um... <laughs> wait. Before I go off on that, let's let another caller in. Caller, go ahead, please.
0: Hey, Lynn, it's Ray from Lawrenceville.
1: Hi, Ray. I know you're Ray. a good Catholic.
0: <laughs> well, I, good Catholic. no good Catholic would claim that. Um, what I, what, what I do want to point out is the most cogent part of what you're saying is. Mainly that that you don't have any standing in this, right? <laughs> Th- this is this is a matter of sacrifice, right? And do you believe that that wafer is the body of Christ? No, of course not. Then what do you care? This has nothing well, to do with anyone who doesn't believe that. It, you know how well, but it does. It, it does.
1: does no, it doesn't. It's inserting. Uh, it's inserting the church into. Why are they doing this? They're targeting. They're targeting Biden, Pelosi. They're targeting Democrats who are pro-choice. That's a okay. very political Let's, act in this two, divided nation. Two, are they two doing points. that for people uh, who are you know against the uh, 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 who are um, pro-death penalty? Because that didn't make them go pro, against
0: pro-death penalty. Uh, pro-death penalty or, or anti-death penalty is not is not has not been a, a codified. Uh, tenant of of the catholic um let's what? say um oeuvre right now uh th- th- as as I abortion don't... has been as abortion has No been.
1: no 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 okay. abortion is just no i disagree with that
0: okay go no, ahead no, no. i'll shut up anyways i know that historically and i agree that we look back at at the catholic church's lack of of lack of presence in some of the most horrific um political movements in the 20th century at the very least, but it, it, when, it, when it suits us, we want the church to stay out, and when it suits us, we want the church to stay in. The fact that, no, you're not talking about is that the, the bishops that you're talking about are a minority of the American Catholic bishops and are recognized as, as the most conservative. For this to actually... Wait a return, minute. how?
1: Wait, wait,
4: wait. Ray, how can they wait, be wait, wait. a I'm giving you the facts
0: here i'm giving you the yeah. facts here rather than opinion all right the the the, the,
4: but the ones we're moving overwhelming this,
0: it was not a quorum for this to actually take place first of all one it would have to be a quorum second it would have to be approved by the vatican so it's a tempest in a teapot to be honest with you this can't happen
1: for what purpose though is this tempest in a teapot happening
0: it's to say it is the saying it's to, it is the bishops the bishops saying to their congregants this is a, this we still have this line whether you agree with it or not and they're not excommunicating you they're saying th- this to receive the eucharist you have to have no mortal sins on i know that this is going to sound crazy but the eucharist requires you to have made a confession of any to be to be shriven through another sacrament before you receive it. That's just a standard practice, all right? Right. And any public display, known known um, sin, as they call it, will preclude you from receiving that sacrament. It doesn't mean you can't ever receive it. You just need to go and be shriven. And this is all inside okay. baseball here. This is inside baseball, which is, again, why none of you have a standing in this. Well— yeah. Look, look. That way of being the body of Christ is epistemically objective, but ontologically subjective. It's like marriage. You're married because someone, the official person who says you're married or not, said you're married. You, it's true, but you didn't change physically in any way. But you're married. The Eucharist is a sacrament in the same sense. It's a sacrament that's declared by someone who we all agree on. The Catholics, not the non-Catholics. We don't really care what you think. We Catholics agree you get to say, it, and when you say it, it is. And that's how we behave. And we follow the rules. But this is just well, setting okay, us down again.
1: Yeah, 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 and but making but, us all okay, seem crazy. It, no, I think, frankly, I think um all believers at a certain point, uh, you know, obviously um are a little I don't know, I don't get it myself. No, of course, you're, but you.
0: but you believe that the money in your pocket is money, right? You believe your driver's license entitles you to drive a car. Yeah, what does that have to do with it? All right. Well, we, are, we, we, the Catholics, are in a community where we have agreed certain things are certain things, and we just agree to that, whether you like yeah. it or not. You know who can also cannot receive communion? You can't receive communion. That's correct. Is that a political movement?
1: I'm not a Catholic. Why would I even? Right. Yeah, no. Exactly.
0: That's my point. Completely. You're not a Catholic.
1: I know. But, Biden is a Catholic.
0: This is. But if Biden is Biden Catholic and,
1: and we it's his not going to happen. For all, uh, but it's I understand it's not going to happen. happen. But so what's all the Kabuki theater about? It's political. That's it's what our Kabuki theater. theater. This is ours. No, this it's not our a big theater. Playing out.
0: It's but he, ours. Ours. Okay, fine. Not yours. It's yours. Okay. And if Biden if if Biden is part of the kabuki theater, he doesn't want to read his lines, sorry. You're not you know, you're either in the act or not in the act. You can't just walk on stage when you feel like it. It's our theater. Would you
1: agree that he's a better Catholic than most?
0: He's probably I, a better Catholic than I am. Okay. I'm sure he's a better Catholic than I am. He's probably a better Catholic than most of those bishops.
1: That's yes, that's what point. I I
0: That's sure. not the point.
1: Jeez! All right. Always fun but here. Listen,
0: we're we're an easy target. All right.
1: Yes, that's true. That yes, is it true. Is. And the business right. are making you an easier target. Yes, that's true. I, Thank you. I'm
0: glad your equipment is came in and is working. All right.
1: <laughs> well, me too. Thank and you, I was Ray. I was
0: waiting for for Father. What is it, Father? Who? But he's not a Roman Catholic. He's
1: no, 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 no. He's no, a no, orthodox. No. Uh, orthodox. He's married. So I'm not familiar children. enough
0: with, yeah, with their that. theology on all this. So I gave you my half-assed version of Catholicism. No, 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 no. Okay. I know
1: you're a. I know you're a very serious uh, Catholic, and I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, bye. And um, I jeez, I, I'm. Oh, we got another caller. Have I poked a hornet's nest here?
5: Hello. <clears throat> Hello. Hi. Hi, Yeah, hey, I was Hi. a Catholic 43 years ago when I got married. I left the Catholic Church. And I don't care if they do that with communion. Where my problem is, is everybody going to that Catholic Church is supporting pedophiles. They're supporting their trials, whatever they get. When you put that money in that pot, you are supporting pedophiles. And you, you know the church is going wrong, but you keep going. So you're a hypocrite for going. So that's how I feel about that. <clears throat> as far as I'm concerned. Any other business would be doing what they're doing, would be closed down. But the federal government has no balls because they're afraid of the Catholic Church. That church is a disgrace. I went to that church, but they did not recognize my marriage. I got married in the Methodist Church. They are the most hypocritical people I've ever met. There are some good ones. I'll admit, there are some good ones, but most of them are hypocrites. Believe me, I've been around them. And I went to catechism. I went to First Communion, the whole bit. And I believed it. But that pedophile thing and that, the things they've done in the past, even if you dig up what they've done in the past with nuns and all kinds of things that they don't even talk about. But how you could go to that friggin' church, and you know there are pedophiles in that church, and you keep supporting the church, I don't get it. You're a hypocrite. I don't care. I probably pissed somebody off, but you are a hypocrite oh, yeah. to Do go it. to that church. I'm sorry. All right. Okay, That's just how I feel yeah. about it. And I, right. I, I, I've been trying to be – Easy going about <laughs> stuff. That that just irritates. <laughs> me. No, really. When I've called your show, Okay. I've not really lately. I've been pretty. now I probably may have uh-huh. made some people mad, but it's just I don't understand that. Do you? What do you I think hear about you. it? Are no, you I don't.
1: You're not dragging. No, no, you're not dragging. I me. You know, yeah.
5: No, like it's, no, like no, I was Catholic. Really? I understand all that. Yeah, but um that church is, I, and. That's fine. When I left it, I wasn't mad at the church or anything. But when that, with the, you know, the yeah, the pedophilia, that, that just yeah, took me over to yeah, the that, that, yeah, that's it. A I'm lot done. Of, when you mess with kids, course. I'm done. Yeah. Okay. I heard about it too when I was a kid too about that stuff. But I didn't believe it. But then, you yeah. know, but okay. okay. Thank, Thank you, you. I Made some people mad, but I'm sorry. I goodbye. know. That's okay. That's okay. Okay. Be, okay. Goodbye. Being
1: mad is what America's all about these days.
5: Right. Yeah, bye.
1: You know, you had Mike Pence uh, showing up uh, at some uh, faith thing, Christian faith group. And and they heckled him. (laughs) They called him a traitor. I'll tell you what gets me scared right now is any time religious people get this fervent politically, it doesn't end well. That's all I'm saying. Here we're talking about the Catholics. Let's make a little turn. You know, the Southern Baptist Convention had an interesting convention uh, last, was it last week? And that is as divided an, an outfit as they come. And you could tell by the vote, they were voting who was going to be their head. And the trumpists in that conference lost by a whisker, whisker, and boy, they are a scary bunch. They're they're, they're like the they they remind me of the you know the January six people. That's what they are. They're 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 inflamed. They're they want to fight. They're uncompromising. And and that's within their own Southern Baptist Convention. And the outgoing guy actually said to this totally divided group of his, he said, what is more important to you, the Southern or the Baptist? And he was asking, is this like some new civil war, all you Southerners? Because this feels like a civil war. Where's your Christianity in this? Because the issues that are dividing the Southern Baptists, the largest Protestant denomination in this country, are not theological. So... It's not like Ray can, you know, can say, hey, it's none of, it is none of your business, because this is a theological issue that de, that, that's, you know, within our church. But the Southern Baptist convention, they're at each other's throats about nothing other than politics, secular politics culture, war, politics. And again, know our history. The Southern Baptist Convention was created because of a split, which is where they're heading again, with Northern Baptists. When would that have been? Oh, yeah that'd be slavery. The Southern Baptists split off because they thought slavery was just fine and dandy. What was more important to them then? The Baptist part or the Southern part? It's no different now. And if they were talking theology, they would have taken on the some 40% of the Southern Baptist Convention that now actually follow QAnon. Because that ain't Christian. According to a recent poll by a conservative pollster, the American Enterprise Institute, I had it a little more, nearly... A third, it's a third of white evangelical Christian Republicans believe in the accuracy of QAnon, that Donald Trump has been secretly fighting a group of child sex traffickers uh, like uh, who? The Dalai Lama and Tom Hanks and uh And it was pointed out that the Southern Baptist Convention has absolutely in no way taken that on. Do you imagine that kind, of, that kind of going afield, far afield from the Christian teachings of your faith? And the Southern Baptist Convention, has that whole convention, it didn't make the agenda. QAnon is not real. Oh, they found the time to pass some kind of uh, statement that <laughs> that critical race theory is uh, is against the. Uh, let me see what they. Is incompatible with the pa- Baptist faith but apparently QAnon they didn't get around to that so when I look at these things the Catholic Church with its political posturing and its tax exempt status I want to thank thank you Henry for pointing that out That these heavy-hitting political players in this country have the advantage of supposedly not having to pay any taxes because they're not political. You can't make this
2: up. Is that another
1: caller? Oh, I do have another caller. Okay. Let's hear it. Ella.
4: Good, mo- good morning, Lynn. It's Ella. I was calling about the Catholic Church. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. I learned when I moved to Penn Hills that God gives us free graces every day. Now, when growing up as a Catholic, we were taught a sacrament is instituted by Christ to give grace. And now what I'm learning is why are they giving giving grace when we get the free graces every day? Our preamble says that uh, for the welfare of the people, and they want us to receive vaccination because they're concerned about our health. Now, why they won't listen to the those scientists, but they'll listen to someone who's going to tell them how to worship God. And that's, that's how I've grown through this pandemic is um, that there's something there that has to be, has to be revealed. I don't know what it's going to be, but, uh,
1: the religions are filled with mysteries, but, uh, I don't. I don't understand. All of this only serves to push me further away from any organized religion.
4: Right. And one one other thing, like during right before you receive communion, the priest says, "This is the Lamb of God." Well, he doesn't emphasize it. This is the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. How can you make that statement? That's that's not good. So that's another reason that I I have to sidestep. Hmm. And finally, someday I'd love to have your mom uh, have you interview your your mom on the radio, if that's possible.
1: I don't know if she'd be into that, but uh, I could ask.
4: Yeah, could could. ask. I I think that would be great. Great. Okay. Okay, will you? Right. You enjoy the rest of the day. So long.
1: Hey, okay, Thank you. Ella. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye. So long. Bye. Bye. I have to, I want to share, let, let, let's get away from this for a little bit. I was going to share with you this thing about this former priest who's a Catholic, uh, Vatican Latin specialist. Um, you might've seen it in the New York times. Maybe I'll, I'll share it some other day, but I don't want to appear to be beating up on raised church. Um, I just want to share with you something that just so moved me uh, yesterday. And I, you know, we all walk around with these assumptions and biases and, you know, thinking we know what people are by virtue of maybe where they live or how they dress or how they, I I don't know, but we do. And it's a very unusual human being who is filled with misinformation that has just come from, I guess, being alive and being misinformed throughout our lives. But, I was reading the, the New York Times magazine and they often in their front sections of it, they print um, a poem. I have never been that into poetry. I don't, I often just don't even understand it. And in fact, the poem that's, that was in the New York Times yesterday, I can't say I understand it at all. But I viscerally, I guess I sort of do in that, I read made myself read it out loud and I did cry at the end but I can't tell you I understood it but maybe that's okay maybe that's what poetry is it touches you and the the thing is is that they 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 the New York Times farms out the selection, what poem it's gonna be, it farms it out to people. And so I I saw that this poem was selected by a man named Reginald Dwayne Betts. And Reginald Duane Betts writes a little thing to introduce the poem. And here's what he says. This poem from Sonia Sanchez's collected poems first appeared in a book under a soprano sky that I ordered while in solitary confinement in a Virginia prison. Okay, so right there, right there I'm like, what? Uh, what? 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 A guy's in solitary confinement, and he orders this woman's poetry book. That stands a lot of my senses of okay, uh, all right, okay, all right, whatever. Right away, I'm intrigued as hell. And Reginald Dwayne Betts goes on, the first poetry collection I purchased, this book became all, all the cliches for me. It became my life raft, my rope, my talisman, my four-leaf clover. From the history of the move bombing, that was in Philly, recall, to reminding me of Auschwitz's horrors, I got it from that book. All these years later, I can nearly see myself flipping through these pages in my sleep, astonished and alarmed by what words might do, amazed to find so much of the world I'd thrown away in the lines that were saving me.
2: How powerful is that? And
1: after the poem, they give you a little more information about this extraordinary man. He is not in solitary now. He is a poet. And he is a lawyer. And he created the Million Book Project, an initiative to get micro-libraries and install them in prisons across the country. His latest collection of is called Felon. In 2019, he won a National Magazine Award in Essays and Criticisms for his article in the Times, New York Times Magazine, about his journey from teenage carjacker lawyer and poet and I guess again I don't know I can read this right because I don't understand it I'm going to this is the poem that this man this extraordinary man chose and he chose a poem by Sonia Sanchez which was written after she wrote which she after she read a New York Times article in 1958 and it is titled there is no news from Auschwitz Along that funeral plain, green wipes away old waves that rolled the eyes and tangled flowers veil vile, kennel dust bequeathed to dawns. The years are done. The earth bent toward canals, bears sterile bowels, repenting woven eyes, while bone-filled drifts that scattered blood yield other births. Death is not there. No special people trailing alien dens or children moving in the rain of ash, unraveling minds. Life is not there not even myths that rode young stallions to a circus tent and carried torches on a convent wire beyond the tides. No other signs that men patrol chained sheets of sea. I grieve our empty ships. There is no news from Auschwitz. And while we're on the subject of poets and poetry, a subject I again feel very awkward with. I've been hanging on to this since May and never found an opportunity to share it with you, but I want to now. This has to do with something that's happening in Myanmar formerly known as Burma, Myanmar, which has seen a horrific military coup and where people are being killed. Young people, even a beauty queen stood up at a in at maybe the Miss Universe contest and bravely protested, but I just want to read the first little bit of this piece. This again is from Myanmar. After the first and second poets were killed, the third poet wrote a poem. Here it is. They shoot at heads, but they do not know that revolution lives in the heart. And the third poet who wrote those words was killed. And then the fourth poet wrote a poem. Don't let your blood run cold. Pool your blood for this fight. And the reporter Hannah Beach says, and after that, fourth poet was killed. His body consumed by fire on May 14th. There was no more verse at least for a moment. And then she goes on to say how on the front lines of this battle against these
2: monsters,
1: poets are warriors. Just like Beth says, he couldn't believe what words might do. The generals who took Myanmar by force have imprisoned more than 30 poets and killed at least four, all from the same township, which is in central Myanmar and is the center of fierce resistance. And when one poet died, another poet recited a poem at the funeral. They began to burn the poets when the smoke of burned books could no longer choke the lungs heavy with dissent. And weeks later, that poet, who's also an engineer, turned up dead.
2: And a friend of both
1: of the killed poets said, I am afraid that I will get killed, but I will keep fighting. So political poetry.
4: Hmm.
2: is a weapon
1: one of those killed wrote this he was killed when someone threw a bucket of gasoline on him and lit him on fire he was the fourth poet
2: His daughter
1: wrote this in defiance. They started to burn the poets, but ash makes for more fertile soil. Now that poetry, I
2: understand. Well, that's that, guys.
1: Thank you. All the callers and the uh, writers and the listeners and you patient folks who waited for us to get our act together. And I, um, I'll i be back tomorrow. Good Lord willin', and the creeks don't rise, as Doug Hurst used to say. And uh, my sister Susan will join us you haven't heard from her in a month she'll be very happy to be back too have a great day bye lynn
0: cullen live monday through thursday from 10 a.m to 11 a.m and archived at pghcitypaper.com the opinions expressed on lynn cullen live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of pittsburgh city paper or its advertisers